hello everybody and welcome to another special edition of Now and Then with Glenn. My name is Glenn Williams and I'm your host here. And we're doing something a little different right now. It's called Counselor's Corner and I can't tell you how, how proud I am and, uh, and honored to have at the desk with me today uh, City Council Liz Braden. Hello, how are you? Very nice to see you. It's nice my to be pleasure. Here. Good to be good to have you here. Um, you are uh, out in Alston and Brighton. Mm -hmm. Was that District Nine? District Nine. District Nine. You are. How long have you been a city councilor? Uh, I'm th this is my uh, second term, so I'm in the fourth year. Oh, mm, that's, that's in the fourth great. year. Yeah. How's it going for you? It's been very good. I, I, I'm notwithstanding the whole crisis that we had with COVID, oh. um, it, it was. Uh, it's been an amazing uh, journey. I find us coming out of it, though, a little bit, aren't we? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, there's been, there's been that scare, and I think uh, uh, we went through our house, we went through here with it. We yeah. still have some restrictions here yeah. and stuff. It's just very difficult. And it's, and it's one of those things that, 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 that have caused a lot of our communities to kind of come inside mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and not experience some of the great things that are happening around yeah. them. Yeah. I'm really pleased to say that, you know, it's although we're still taking precautions and it's still out there that we really seem to be uh, moving forward in a yeah. positive direction and that our, our small business districts and that are, are recovering and uh, we're getting back to some you sort of normalcy. You brought a great representation of, mm -hmm. of, the, of the city. Of Austin, I brought you right? some donuts from um, Mirror Cafe in Brighton Centre. Oh, hope you, enjoy, you and your team will enjoy them. I'm sure if there's any left, when I, <laughs> I'm sure that we'll, we'll be able to do it. Let me tell you why I've asked you here. It's it, one of the things that I notice about the news and, and nationally and locally, four, five, and seven, is that the first 25 minutes of the broadcast is doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. This terrible thing happened, this train, this truck, this poor person, this house, whatever, mm -hmm. this business. And then at the end, there's like this five minutes of Good news. Mm -hmm. Either a kid found a chip the shape of Vermont or, or the, their cat has the picture of Elvis on the side, but there's not really a discussion about what's great about mm -hmm. being a Bostonian. So we sat around the table and we started talking, and, and I said, you know, who best can tell us about our city than our, our representatives and our, and, our, and our people who are putting themselves out every day to, to represent us? Mm -hmm. And thank you, you're the second one to come in. We're very, everyone else is scheduled. They're mm -hmm. all lined up to come in, but uh, thank you very much for coming. So I'm going to put it right out there. Um, what are some of the great things about being a Bostonian? What are some of the things to be proud of? Well, um, I came to Boston when I was uh, in 1995 as an immigrant from Northern Ireland. So mm -hmm. um, I, I landed in uh, in Roslindale uh, when they heard I was I was coming to work at Boston uh, Medical Center, Boston University Hospital, yeah. and um, I had met these. There were friends of a co um, a friend of mine from from college days back in Ireland. The, um, and I'd met them one or two times. They heard that I was coming, so said, "Come, come, stay with us." And that's great. Just open the doors. You know, you always hear about people in Boston being not not being friendly, and I yeah. haven't. That was not been my experience no. at all. And so they came. I came. Um, I hadn't lived here. I'd visited, and uh, 
you know, even though I came as a, an immigrant, but I speak English, I don't yeah. have the same experience of so many other folks. And I and I had a job. I came to. Yeah. I was hired and, to and come. And that's your Boston accent you're using. This right is now. as good as it gets. Yes, <laughs> but you know, they they took me to. They found me. They were my cultural guides in Boston. Uh, you know, got me a doctor, a hairdresser, somebody to get the haircut. Took me to my first baseball game. Ah. Uh, that was was something. it at Fenway Park or Fallon Field? Fenway Park, <laughs> and uh, Mo Vaughn was knocking them out of the oh, park, beautiful. and uh, there was a streaker. Uh, somebody, you know, n no clothes. Not someone you know. No, no, <laughs> but my, my friend turned to me and says, don't be getting too excited about baseball. It's never like this. <laughs> so, funny. and then, uh, then, then a few years later, I moved over to, to Brighton and lived Where in... Where in Rosendale were you? Um, Gruav, just uh, off, no, uh, um, just off Poplar Street, over near uh, the George Wright Golf yeah, Course. Yeah, I went to school at Sacred Heart. I'm from Rosie. Yeah, right whole, there. My whole family yeah. is from right there. Yeah. So. Right in Rosie Square. And you could walk over to the square. Oh, time, and, you yeah. know, Boston, even Roslindale Square when I came was sort of, it wasn't anything like it is today. No, it, it's, no. it really has, some, you know, the, the market was a, just a yeah. boarded up sort of space. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of good things happened over there. But that's because of the, but because of the involvement of the community and because the people who live in that community, mm -hmm. Uh, the diversity and everything has grown us into, into this yeah. kind of really yeah. groovy place. And actually, my friends in, in Rosendale sort of modeled uh, civic engagement in an American context for yeah. me. Um, um, they used to get the coat on and go out to community meetings about the, the, the uh, rejuvenation of Rosendale Square. And yeah. we're all in to try and improve things over there. And then when I moved over to Brighton, well, you know, I had the, I had the model. I knew you know, how I'm to very, do it. I, well, then I'm very proud to say that, that you got your, your, your teeth cut right here in Rosy Square. <laughs> Uh, on, on civic involvement. Yes. Now, what, yeah. what, kind, what kind of things are happening over in Alston Brighton? Uh, is, there, is there a Main Street program? There's two, there? there are two Main Streets. There's Alston Village Main Streets and there's the Brighton Main Streets. Um, and um, so Brighton Main Streets is basically primarily in and around Brighton Centre. Mm -hmm. And Alston Village is down at the other end of the district. Down, uh, and it has a slightly different jive to it. It's much, sure. um, much more of a, a bigger student population down there. And it has a different sort of jive, but they're really um, incredible uh, work going on on the main streets uh, organizations to try and revitalize and, and, and showcase our small businesses, right. especially. Well, the, the, main, the main job of the main streets program is to help revitalize business mm -hmm. districts and make sure that the, and a lot of the people that are on their boards or on their committees live in the, live in mm -hmm. the district. Yep. So they're, they're trying to get representation and people who are, can, tell them and can foster what has to happen in that community mm -hmm. that'll work. But it's not just the businesses, there's also events. Events. You know, and, and one weird thing that the Main Streets program has been involved in, they partner with, um, we have a, an organization called the Alston Brighton uh, Health Collaborative, and it's mm -hmm. like an umbrella umbrella group for about 50, 60 organizations. That there's sm maybe small, large organizations in the neighborhood uh, that's focused on, you know, just um, public health, transit, and the food security. So they are involved with organizing uh, our farmers market. Oh. And so they partnered, they've been partnering this last few years with Brighton Main Streets and also the Harvard Ed Portal to, um, you know, not only do we have a, a great summer farmers market, 
uh, with a, a lot of vendors, uh, but they sponsor um, a music program or a dance program. So on a Wednesday afternoon, you can come to the farmer's market and you can buy your ice cream and get your drive-by pie or you can do all this, um, get your pr fresh produce, uh, get some really wonderful um, Ethiopian coffee that's uh -huh. uh, made by a, a, a woman who's been a regular at the markets. For, for uh, She lived in, in Brighton for many years and had to had to move out, but she's, she comes to the market and sees her friends every week. Right. And, um, and then you have this great, you know, with music and dance, and uh, so it's a great afternoon, you know. It, it's uh, it's It's not only a place to buy fresh produce and support um, vendors, but uh, it's a place to meet your neighbours and hang out and meet new people, and uh, That's it's just great. a great space to be. And get some culture. And get, and get some culture, yes. You know, one of the things we're proud about in my way is how diverse we've become. Mm -hmm. As far as the people that are living there, we've got all kinds of everybody, mm -hmm. you know, they all moved from JP into Rossendale. Yeah. Uh, um, but years ago, when I was a kid, there was this, this part of Boston was this culture, mm -hmm. this part of Boston was that culture, this yeah. part was kind of all separated yeah. and kind of going their own yeah. ways and stuff. We don't find that anymore, yeah. do we? I think we're mixing it up a bit more, and it's yeah, really good. It's very, very, um, you know, for somebody coming from, from Northern Ireland, which is much less diverse than yeah, Boston, yeah. Um, I really love the diversity, and it's lovely to see. Yeah. And, and just to, you know, just highlight, I, I talk about our small businesses, that stretch of, of uh, Brighton Ave that goes from Union Square down to Packard's Corner. It was written up in the Globe a few years ago. Mm -hmm. It's been the most uh, incredible array of selection of, of ethnic uh, foods in outside of New York, you know. Right, right, so you have right. little tiny mom and pop sort of places that That's are, great. you know, every um, every type of food that you can possibly imagine, but also there's a, sort of a, a round, round that junction of Harvard and, and, and uh, Bright Nav, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a concentration of Korean restaurants and Korean bakeries. Uh, so See? that was the other item on the list to bring you today. I might be bringing some <laughs> Korean Next history. Time. <laughs> Next time. But, you know, uh, it's just amazing. Um, and a lot of those, those businesses are immigrant-owned and mm -hmm. folks who've come here to make a better life for themselves and, uh, and uh, establish themselves. Mm -hmm. And they add so much richness and, and, and uh, so, much, yeah. so, so much richness for our You know, one, one of the things I, I like to say, I taught for a long time. You know, I taught art. I'm an art teacher. And one of, one of the things that I always stressed to the kids was as much different as we are from each other, we have the same. There's lots of, uh, there's lots of things that we're alike. Yeah. And I think that when we build that mixing pot of people who, 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 are, who are that melting pot, mm -hmm. I should call it, of, of different cultures, especially at farmer's markets. And we have a big farmer's markets, too. And people come through there and go, you know, I, I have more to do. I have more in common with the people that I've run into down here than I thought. Yes. Or that I have, you know, and, and I think that that is, that's what's growing our country yeah. today. And know? it's so important to hold no. on to that, you know. Yes, it really because is. Because there's so many, there's a lot of divisiveness in our national politics, and I really feel that, you know, at the local yeah. level, it's really walking along with your neighbors and, uh, you know, recognizing yes. their, their value and their humanity and what they bring well, you know. I can't tell you how proud I am that Boston is, is, is I'm not going to say leading the way, but I am going to say is a prime example of, of how cultures can communicate and how cultures can get along mm -hmm. with each other. Faneuil Hall Library, 
Is that over of there? Faneuil Library, Faneuil yes. Li not the Faneuil Hall Library. No, not the Faneuil Library. It, Faneuil li Library was a, it's a small, it's probably one of the smallest libraries in the city. Mm -hmm. uh, way back in uh, probably 12, 15 years ago, Mayor Menino uh, brought in a new library head for the library and they decided they were going to close lo mm. local libraries. And Brighton, Faneuil was on the chopping block. Oh. And the neighborhood, because it is, it is like a community center. It is a place, it's neutral ground where you can go in there, meet people from all different backgrounds and just, you know, share your interest and, yeah. and, um, and get to know new people. And so all hell broke loose, basically. Mm, I can imagine. No, <laughs> we, don't take my library we, away. We, did, we, we fought and took on, you know, Mayor Menino was a strong adversary in that. <laughs> yes. I love the guy. He was tough. <laughs> yes. But, you know, we, we organized and we, there was one night in October. It was a very balmy summer and late summer evening. And um, the, uh, the, it was warm out. The windows were open. Uh, we, the, the library uh, administrators had come to meet the community. 500 people turned up. Oh boy. And we had stickers for everybody. We had 500 stickers. We ran out of stickers. People were coming in wheelchairs. They were coming in. There was, it was babies in arm, in your arm, two octogenarians. And, and there was one, our oldest uh, friend at the Vanier Library was 95 years old. Good and luck. everybody came. And the kids were hanging up. <laughs> they were sitting on the windowsills. We had to do a relay out into the yard because the fire, we were going to break the fire code. We did Was, the, was the mayor there? The mayor wasn't there, but um, all our local politicians, if everybody. they weren't there, they were, their, their, their staff were getting on the phone saying, you better get yourself down here, you know. <laughs> Something is happening. Something's happening, you know. <laughs> and, you know, we, we saved that library. It's now, it's been closed at the moment for renovations. Yeah, but it's still there. But we're looking forward to opening it. Hopefully, you know, uh, the timeline is stretched out a little, but we're hoping to have it See, open those the are fall. See, those are the kind of stories, I think, that make people proud of their community. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to dare say that there's mm -hmm. probably several handfuls of people who are living in Alston Brighton who probably see the building all the time and mm -hmm. but don't recognize the fact that that half the community came out to save it with kids hanging off the windows and yeah. politicians yeah. racing down you know Commonwealth Avenue to get there you know yeah we have an incredible friends of the family library and we we have, we have three libraries in 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 Alston Brighton yeah. and um the Friends of the Faneuil Library has a very, very f active group. And um, they, even though the library's closed, they turn up at the farmer's market. They have a table. They give out books. They, That's great. Um, we have a community story going at the minute. It's a binder that, you know, somebody start, kicked it off with the first paragraph. And it's like, you know, oh my everybody God. adds. How is it now? Uh, it's going along. <laughs> um, we probably have to have a public reading of it one of these days. I don't know where it's going to land, but it's, it's interesting. Oh, at the library. It's going to be at yeah, the grand opening in the window. No, it's at the farmer's market, you know. <laughs> How's the story going? And, oh, I've got another. another. So it's one of those sort of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be strange and interesting, but, you know, I'm it's sure. certainly... But a, it'll be a story. It'll, it'll be, be a it'll, story, It'll yeah. be a true story, and it'll be something written by the people of the community. I don't know how true it is. It's, that doesn't matter. It's, Let's not get it's a little bit of fantasy in <laughs> no this fact one. Fan. A little bit of fantasy in this one. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, it's, it is a, a great community, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I think something that people probably may or may not recognize know about you is is your, your you worked in your affiliation with the Home for Little Wanderers and Perkins mm -hmm. School yeah. over in JP. Mm -hmm. uh, what brought you to that kind of uh, of an involvement in the community? Well, I'm a, I'm a physical, physical therapist, therapist by right? profession, and I came 
I took a leave of absence from my job in, in, in the health service in the UK in Northern Ireland and I, uh, I came over and on a visa and uh, then I, I fell in love with Boston. Mm. And, uh, but, the, but the Boston Medical Centre at the time wasn't sponsoring anyone for a green card so okay. I needed to find an employer that would sponsor me for a green card. Yeah. Um, so I went to a home care company and uh, then in 1997, there was the federal the Balanced Budget Act. Yeah. Uh, they cut money for rehabilitation services in the federal budget, mm. which meant that my, my company wasn't going to get reimbursed for rehabilitation services, and I'm a physical therapist. Mm. Uh, not to the same amount as they had been anyway. So the company went up, belly on. Mm. Belly That'll up. do it. It went, it went out of business. And all of a sudden, I found myself in a situation where I needed to find a job. Mm -hmm. um, and also, my, my green card was attached to, or my yeah. application, I was still pending. My visa was attached to the job. Sure. And one of my, my patients in, in South Boston, a good friend, uh, said, oh, what are we going to do, Liz? I'll have to see what I can do to help. So she called Joe Moakley, Congressman Joe Moakley. And my, my partner's mom was passing at the time. She was, um, you know, um, going on to her higher reward. Yes. And uh, I was at home. I picked up the phone. And the voice on the phone said, this is, this is Joe Moakley. I hear you're in a spot of trouble, bother, bother. Uh, how can I help? What can I do for I you? I got like, a congressman from, is calling me from Washington, D.C. to see how he can help me. That's, I, I'm that's, that's not even smoking. in his district. That's why they named and buildings he, after the guy. Oh, you know? I know, exactly. And then he, he said, no, give me, um, he, he gave me a list of things he needed. Fax these things to me this afternoon. Mm -hmm. I faxed them. And within a week, I got a, a, a card that authorized me to, to work while my status was adjusted. That's great. That's great. So I didn't end up undocumented, which is, no. it's very easy to get. <laughs> uh, that's an easy thing to end up. Yeah, it's, 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 it's much more complicated than people imagine yeah, sometimes. But anyway, uh, that was, that allowed me then, um, so I was at the Gay Pride Parade mm -hmm. uh, with my partner, and at that time I, I hadn't gotten this, this work card, and I was, uh, a friend said, oh, um, Liz is really worried about uh, losing her job. And uh, person said, well, what does she do? And she says, oh, she's a physical therapist. She says, oh, does she know that there's an opening for a physical therapist at Berkman School for the Blind? And I sent her resume. So I sent my resume. I got an interview yeah. and got hired to work at Perkins School for the Great. Blind. And I ended up staying there for 16 years. Great. How'd that experience affect you? I mean, people, you know, don't realize sometimes people with a handicap need that extra it was amazingly, because uh, I'd always focused on my rehabilitation work, had always been with elders and, and mm -hmm. people with uh, adults with neurological problems and working with children um, and, and working in a teaching and an educational environment mm. was, was different. But, um, you know, it really, uh, you know, made you think differently. Um, you, you, your clinical reasoning, because there was a lot of folk, um, children that had syndromes that I'd never heard of, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but you had to, just as a clinician, you, you looked at, 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 at what their challenges were right. and then figured out how best to help them. And it was an incredible experience because we were, really, truly worked as an interdisciplinary team. Yeah. 
and I, I'm, I'm a sort of a teamwork sort of girl, you know. Um, I, was, I played field hockey and, and been member of a team yeah. uh, uh, and, and just getting into the mix with others right. is, is the way I go. You know, my, do- my daughter is a special needs teacher at Boston Public Schools. Mm-hmm. She works with elementary school kids. She tells me she cries on the way home and she's the first person in. I mean, because, you know, working, working with kids like that that, that, that need us mm-hmm. to get through takes a special person. Yeah. You know, and I got to tell you, it, when I read that and I knew that you'd worked at both places, I said, now that tells me probably more than I already know, <laughs> you know, about, about you. Yeah. In, in the closing minutes here, I, I want to thank you, and I don't, want, I don't want to keep you from your next appointment. <laughs> uh, this, this woman is an incredible lover of cats and stuff, and she and her partner are going to... To um, have an interview. An interview. To We're going to see if we pass muster for a new they cat. They had cats for 19 and two cats for 19 and 20 years. You lost them a couple of years yeah. ago, right? Now they're, they're going to go and get, they need to go through an interview. Okay, well, like I said, if you need a letter, let me know. Yeah. What is one thing about maybe the Alston Brighton or even Boston in general that you can, you can state right now that you're very proud to be, be part of that makes you say, uh, I'm a Bostonian, and, and this is one of the things that I'm proud of. Not the Bruins schedule or anything like that, but something about Boston. What is it about Boston that kind of... Um, I, think, I think Boston is moving forward mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a positive way. Uh, it's, it takes a lot of effort and conversation and team building and collaboration across across not you know just thinking outside of your own neighborhood but mm-hmm. also across the neighborhoods and have a vision for a, a very inclusive equitable um, uh, city where where everyone can thrive and one of the challenges is you know we have significant challenges housing uh, workforce development transit climate change. Mm-hmm. But I really do feel that Boston is one city in the country that we're really, um, really focused on trying to find a way forward to make, to make, this, make the situation better. Right. And uh, I'm very proud to be a city councillor and represent Alston Brighton. Um, it's my chosen home. I love this city. That's I great. love Alston Brighton. I love all the great people that live here. Councillor Liz Braden, thank you so much for coming in and spending just a small amount of time with us here at Boston Neighborhood Network. Uh, I want you to know that the door is always open to the city council, always open to you to come in and even if you got something up on the docket you want to get 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 a little information out to the public about, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll come to you or you can come to us or, mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, this has been a great uh, 20, 25 minutes talking with yeah. you. Uh, it's been fun. It's thank wonderful. You. Nice to meet you. It's and, my uh, pleasure. I'll be back. I'd love I'm to sure continue the conversation. That'd be great. Yeah. Listen, gang, thanks an awful lot for being here. Uh, my name's Glenn Williams. Uh, we are doing special Counselor's Corners for, uh, for uh, Now and Then with Glenn segments. Listen, get out, do something artful for yourself. You'll feel better for it. And uh, listen, be safe out there, please, okay? We'll dig you later. Bye now.
But I got so many people standing in my way And some folks think I got dreaming my life away